You may be seated. This morning I want to bring a message calling, called Living the Eagle Life. Living the Eagle Life. And incidentally, next Sunday we're going to be kicking off Children's Church at 9 a.m. So if you have children, bring them here. They're going to be encouraged and they're going to be fed well. We're going to look at a couple of openings beginning in Job 39. And notice with me in verse 27 through 29. Job 39 verse 27 through 29. Doth the eagle mount up at thy command and make her, her nest on high? She dwells and abides on the rock, upon the crag of the rock, and the strong place. From thence she seeketh the prey, and her eyes behold afar off. Now it is said of eagles that they build a nest way, way, way up, high, high, high. And the nest that they build takes quite a while for them to build it. It's a strong and it's a sturdy place. It's a solid place. Not only for the male eagle, but also for the female eagle and also their eaglets. Well, you know, in Christ Jesus, you and I also are to build our house on a rock. Jesus said this, He is like a man which built a house and dig deep and laid his foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. I believe this, that we have a responsibility as heads of our home. And if you're a single parent, you have the responsibility to lay a good, solid foundation for your loved ones. A place of refuge, a place of safety. Amen. Now look at Psalms 103, and notice with me in another verse of Scripture. It says in verses 1 through 5, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. I'm telling you, anything within me that can't praise the Lord, I don't want anything to do with it. I want my heart to praise the Lord. I want my lungs to praise the Lord. I want my gizzard to praise the Lord. Amen. In verse 2, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, and he heals all thy diseases. He redeems our life, verse 4, from destruction, and crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. Now notice verse 5, I want you to read that with me. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, So that your youth is renewed just like the eagles. It is said of older eagles as they get old, they certainly have the choice whether to die or to be renewed. So what they do is they go way, way, way up high. And their feathers are all worn out and their beak is all calcified. And, you know, they're just, just ready to go or ready to die. But what many eagles do is they shake their feathers. And they shake their feathers off. And then they take their beak and they beat it against the rock. And they keep beating it against the rock so that the calcification comes off. And then they wait before the sun. Hallelujah. And they lay before the elements. And over the process of time, that eagle gets renewed and is ready to face tomorrow. You may be like that old eagle. Maybe your feathers are a little bit worn out. But thank God you can stir yourself up. 
You can shake off the things of this life. You can shake off the, the disappointments that you've experienced. And maybe your beak has been a little calcified. But thank God, aren't you glad for the rock of your salvation? Glory to God. You can go to Him and He will renew your youth like the eagles. Amen. And then Isaiah chapter 40. And notice with me in verse 28. Has thou not known? Has thou not heard? That the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he doesn't faint, nor is he weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint, and them that have no might, what does he do? Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and even the young men shall utterly fall. Now let's read verse 31 together, key scripture, let's read. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That word renew there literally means to exchange. What this means is we wait upon the Lord. We exchange our little strength for his great strength. Now, the golden eagle is the eagle Isaiah would have noticed. The golden eagle speaks of dominion, and it speaks of the majesty of God. They shall mount up with wings as eagles is a very beautiful picture. It is said that adult eagles have a wingspan of about seven to nine feet, kind of like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yet they only would weigh 12 pounds on the average. This eagle can soar up to 10,000 feet or more and can dive at a speed of 75 to 100 miles per hour. Let's look at verse 31 again. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They'll run and not be weary and they will walk and they will not faint. I'm here to announce to you today that that is the will of God for you. And that is his expectation for you. It is the will of God for every one of us here this morning to live the eagle life. Now, if you're going to live the eagle life, you've got to be born as an eagle. If you want to live the eagle life, you can't be messing around with turkeys and chickens. Is that right? You know, chickens and turkeys can never become eagles. You've probably heard the story, and I'll tell it again, of a farmer who found a little baby eaglet. And he raised that little eaglet with chickens. And of course, they were scratching around the barnyard and scratching around the chicken yard trying to eke out some food. You know, it's very important that we be careful who we associate with. We don't want to be pecking around with a bunch of chickens and turkeys when we're called to soar like an eagle. But this little eaglet felt... On the inside, I'm not in the right place. There's more for me. I'm a different breed. So one day it looked up and it saw this great, big, beautiful eagle soaring freely and soaring over its head. And oh, the little eaglet thought to itself, oh man, I wish I could do that. But I'm just a chicken. I can't fly like that. And then one day a great storm arose and it blew in. And of course all the chickens ran to the hen house. 
But out of pure instinct, this eagle hopped up on the post, spread its wings, caught a gust of wind, caught the wingspan and lifted him up off the post, up, up and away. He realized that I'm more than a chicken. I'm an eagle. I was created to soar. And I'm here to tell you that you are not born to be a chicken. You are born to soar. It's not his will for us to be pecking around trying to work out a living. You were born for greater things. The greater one lives in you and he has greater things for you. I believe this as eagles, there should be no limits. And of course, the voices of the past will try to haunt you. And people will say to you, well, your upbringing will stop you. No, thank God your upbringing can't stop you because Jesus brought you up. Well, what people have said about you is going to stop you. No, thank God you found out you can have what you say. It doesn't matter what other people say. It's what you say based on the word of God that removes all the limitations and enables you, uh, you and I to soar. So mounting up with wings as an eagle. That word mount in the Hebrew literally means to ascend. It means to climb up and it means to rise up. This covenant that you and I have enables us to mount up, to rise up, amen, and to climb up. Now here's something about eagles I think we all need to know. Eagles don't flap as a way of life. They soar. Eagles don't wear themselves out flapping around like a bunch of geese. Know what that eagle does? He sits on a cliff way up high and an eagle waits. He's waiting for those great thermal winds. Did you know that the Hebrew word and the Greek word for wind is spirit? An adult eagle is not in a hurry. It has a sense in them when those thermal winds are going to come. And when they come, he goes out and he may flap once or twice, but he stretches out those wings without hardly any effort and he begins to soar. And there's a secret here for you and I, that you and I can wait upon the Lord. We can wait on the thermal winds of the Holy Spirit. And instead of us trying to carry it, thank God, the winds of the Holy Spirit can carry us. So here's the question we have this morning, one of them. How do we mount up? Well, we wait upon the Lord. We wait expectantly. We wait eagerly. We look for and expect the winds of the Holy Ghost to take us places that we've never, ever been before. Now, there's one thing about waiting upon the Lord. You've got to be prepared to be still and to be quiet before Him and just relax in His presence. You know, there's something about the presence of God that will bring relaxation and a removal of anxiety from your soul. I'm encouraging you, eagles, to spend good quality time with the Lord. Did you know that it pays to wait upon the Lord? You see, when we wait upon the Lord and we let Him take us, what this means is we begin to cease from our own fleshly efforts. 
we find the thermal winds and we just leap into the very presence and the atmosphere of God. Amen? So what does it mean to soar? We know what it means for the eagle to soar, but what does it mean for us to soar? God doesn't want you trying to achieve the blessings of God through your own efforts or through your own works. Let me just quote this scripture for you. In Ephesians, the second chapter, and the eighth verse, and the ninth verse, it says, For by grace are you saved through what? Through faith. Let's bring it up there. We've got time. Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith. And now notice, this is not of yourselves, but what is it? It is the gift of God. The grace of God is a gift of God. And the faith of God that he gives you when you're born of God, born of God is a gift of God. Now notice this next verse, verse 9. Let's read it together. Not of works, lest any man should boast. You see, as a believer, there's something available to us called rest. As a believer, there is a refreshment, there is a rest that only God can give to us. And so though with those which have believed, what do they do? They enter into his rest. Amen? And so we soar with him effortlessly. We soar with him, not based on upon our works, but we soar with him based upon his grace through our faith in him. Look at your neighbor and say, it's not a works. Turn to your neighbor and say, you don't look like a flapper to me. So this wind, this wind of the Holy Spirit enables us as eagles to mount up to amazing heights. Did you know that God's got more for you? He's got much, much more for his people. Amen? Now, what enables you and I to soar as eagles? If we're going to live the eagle life, we need to know where our enablement comes from. Let's talk about that just for a moment. What are our wings, spiritually speaking? Well, I like to say it this way. Faith is how we live. Faith is how we roll. Faith is how we talk. Faith is how we act. And we could say it this way. Faith is how we fly. Faith is how that you and I soar. We could say it this way. That faith becomes our wings. When we have faith in God and we trust Him with all of our heart, there comes an enablement from Him for us to soar above the pull of this world. To ascend higher and higher through the Word of God, enabling us to live way above the weak and beggarly elements of this age. It is faith in God that enables you to rise up. And enables you to overcome. In 1 John chapter 5. <clears throat> in verse 4. It says whatever is born of God. I'm not looking at a congregation today. 
that isn't born of God. I believe that most of you are. In a few moments, we're going to give an altar call for those of you who want to receive Jesus. But whatever is born of God, amen. Now, what does he do? He overcomes the what? He overcomes the pull of this world. He overcomes the world. He overcomes the flesh. He overcomes the devil. We could say it this way. Because we have faith in God, we are soaring like an eagle above the world. Above sickness and disease. Above poverty and lack. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And the Bible says, and this is the defeat. Oh, did I read that wrong? This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Pastor Tom quoted it this morning. The spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. If we're going to soar, we must live by faith. Romans 1 says, the just shall live by faith. Corinthians says, for we walk by faith. And not by sight. Ephesians 6 says we take the shield of. And we quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Amen. Glory to God. So faith is really important. And faith is not really a movement. Faith is a way of life. You know there are people that say well you know we're in a different different move. We're in a different groove now. If you're in a different move and in a different groove other than faith. You're in a move and in a groove I don't want anything to do with. Amen. Because you can't change the word. The just are going to live by faith. Amen? And it's with your faith that you receive answered prayers. Jesus said, therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire. Anybody got any desires? He says, when you pray, do what? Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. See, on the inside of you, you've got all that it takes, glory to God, to be a world overcomer. We've got the faith that takes living on the inside of us. Amen? Jesus said, have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. Amen? And so we could say it this morning, that if we're going to live the eagle life, we need to live by faith. So we found out that the eagle mounts up on the wind. We discussed that. But what is our wind that our faith mounts up on? You see, the wind that we catch is the wind of the Holy Spirit. I said it earlier, again, the Hebrew word for wind is the same word for spirit. And one of the greatest workings of the Holy Spirit is to bring revelation into our lives. Revelation. What is revelation knowledge? Revelation knowledge is revelation beyond the intellect. It's beyond the reasoning. Revelation knowledge is knowledge from the Word, knowledge from the Holy Spirit that is revealed to you on the inside of you. It is the same kind of revelation knowledge that Peter had when he understood that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. We could say it this way, that revelation knowledge is when the lights go on. Amen. See, many of us came out of darkness. We came out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God. But we were still blinded by some of the deceptions that we learned when we were growing up. 
There was darkness in our intellect. There was darkness in our mind. But one day we discovered that we could be renewed in the spirit of our mind by the renewing of, the, of our mind by the word of God. And I can remember when I got a hold of the fact that I was in fact the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Are you kidding me? Growing up, I felt condemned. Growing up, I felt, built, uh, I felt, felt beat up. But when I came to the cross and I found out that him who knew no sin was made to be sin for me, that I might be made the righteousness of God in him, glory to God, something on the inside of me lit up. Something on the inside of me rose up. Something on the inside of me rose up. And glory to God, my wings started catching the thermal winds of the power of the Holy Spirit. You see... The entrance of his word is going to give you light. And that's why it's so important to stay in the light, but not only stay in the light, but walk in the light. What do you mean stay in the light? Stay in the word. Don't ever get this attitude. Well, I've already got that revelation. How many of you know that there are, glory to God, much more revelation to receive from same scriptures you may have read for decades? Amen. How many of you remember the fact that you found out that not only Jesus was your Savior, but He was also your healer? What? He wants me to be whole? He wants me to be healed? Oh man, that's revelation knowledge that is revealed to your spirit. And what it does, it enables you to soar above condemnation and above sickness and disease. Somebody shout glory! Now notice in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and notice in verse 9 through 12. And I want to participate in this together if we could. Let's go ahead and read it. Ready, read. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. Now stop right there. Revelation knowledge is knowledge revealed to your heart. You are a spirit, Right? The words that God speaks to you, they are spirit and they are life. These words in your Bible are addressed to your spirit. And so, let's read together. The things that God has prepared for them that love Him. Now, if you stop right there, you could get discouraged. Well, we're just not supposed to understand. We're just, you know, eyes not seeing, their ear heard. But notice verse 10, here's the shouting ground. But God. Now notice that phrase again. But God has revealed, revealed them to us by who? By his spirit. Now notice verse 11. For what man knoweth the things of, of man, save the spirit of man which is in him, even so the things of God knows no man but the spirit of God. Aren't you glad you have the spirit of God? So you don't have to be ignorant. Now notice in verse 12. Let's read together. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God... That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. 
So God reveals things to us by His Spirit and by the Holy Spirit. Revelation is His ministry to you and to me. And really, we could say it in context of the message today. That's the wind that your faith catches. Your faith embraces the revelation. Enabling you and I to mount up and soar. And what this does... This gives you great momentum in life. How many of you could use a little big mo? A little momentum in your life. It comes by the word and it comes by the Holy Spirit. So soaring, living the life of an eagle. It also means freedom from earthly boundaries and limitation. Deuteronomy says that we are the head and not the tail. And that we are what? We are above and not beneath. Now here's the problem. Most people, because they don't have renewed minds, and because they don't have revelation knowledge, they are earthbound. They're bound by what they see. They're bound by what the doctor says. They're bound by what the Republicans say or the Democrats say. They're bound by Wall Street. They're earthbound because their whole life is based on what they can see, feel, hear, taste, or touch. Earthbound. Now, here's something about an eagle that we need to know. Perhaps you've already known it. How many of you know that eagles can see afar off? I mean, they've got... They've got vision that is outstanding. It's said that an eagle can spot a quarter from a mile away. They have unusual focus in their eyes. And that's what spiritual eagles ought to have also. We're not here just to look at this world. And just to enjoy what this world has to offer. We are to have vision That is beyond the natural. We are to have vision that is beyond the temporary. Vision that is beyond the things that are subject to change. Come on somebody. What are you saying pastor? I believe this. That you and I as eagles in the Lord. Are to have a vision that reaches out into eternity. Keep your vision focused on the day. That you will meet your creator. Keep your vision focused on the eternal things. You see when you have long vision. These temporal things become small and insignificant. I live my life for eternity. I live my life to bless people around me. I live my life. With the thought that one day I will look Jesus in the face eye to eye. I live my life with the responsibility of knowing that everything I do in this life matters for the kingdom of God. I live my life to hone my gifts and to hone my talents the best I possibly can for the eternal glory to God. The master, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. 
You can live your life the same way. Certainly we have things that we have to do. And yeah, I know that there's all sorts of weights. And I know there's all sorts of things that try to tie us down in the natural realm. But when you're really an eagle, you'll find a way to soar. You'll find a way to overcome. You'll find a way to push through the distractions of this age. You'll find a way to walk by faith and not by sight. You'll find a way to tithe. You'll find a way to witness. You'll find a way to be a blessing. Why? Because you have long-term vision. Hallelujah. We showed that video this morning. I don't know. It may just be in heaven. One of these children come up to us and say, thank you for giving to the Lord. I didn't die because of all the toxins in the water in my village. I live because I was able to drink of pure water. Amen. When we get to heaven, you may see some Syrian refugees come up and say, did you go to the heart of the bay? Was Pastor Thomas your pastor? Of course, they'll know that already because they're in heaven. But I want to thank you for giving that $5. Because with that $5, I was able to eat for a week. Thank you for giving that $100. You see, folks, we've got to step out of the natural and into the super, supernatural. We've got to step out of the temporal into the eternal weight of glory. Come on, somebody. I want you to get this today. You are an eagle. I am an eagle. And we have vision Beyond the natural. You see, the Bible says where there is no vision, the people perish. You go into certain neighborhoods, you go into certain cities, and you go into certain places, and you can see despondency and death in the eyes of people all around you. Why? Because they have no vision. The only one that can give a pure, clean vision is Jesus Christ. Amen? Donald Trump can't do it. Barack Obama couldn't do it. Bill Clinton couldn't do it. Only Jesus can give a vision that will change people's lives forever. I know I'm preaching real good right now. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Just live one day at a time. There's going to be challenges. But remember, you're an eagle. So this eagle can see for miles and miles. And as he ascends, he avoids the pitfalls. The greatest enemy to the eagle is the serpent. And the greatest enemy to ours is that old serpent, the devil. But we've learned that we've got dominion over him. And that we can walk on top of him. Amen? Say it may thank God for the benefits of the spirit of seeing... And the spirit of knowing. I've written this in my notes. The normal boundaries of life without God are no longer a factor for those who are in covenant with God and those who will soar with Him. Amen. How many have ever flown on a jet? I know some people are afraid to fly, but I love to get up there. I just love getting up there, especially... I left Burbank oh, about a week ago when I was down seeing Keith. And it was rainy. We didn't know whether the flight was going to go off or not. But when I left, we got through the clouds and there was the sun. The pure sun. You see, there's exhilaration in flight. There's freedom in flight. When you soar as an eagle with Jesus Christ, you'll have freedom from the cares 
and from the anxieties of this life. And lastly but not least, eagles can sense an oncoming storm. I mean, at the precise moment, they can soar to great heights and they can ride above the storm. It is said that they can expand and contract their wings to adjust to gusts of wind and appear to be gliding effortlessly in the midst of chaos. When they need to soar higher, the eagle will contract its wings slightly and lift to a higher level. When the wind dies down and the eagle begins to descend too fast, it simply expands its wings to balance out and to glide to safety. And here's what God's promise to you is this, is that we too will be able to cling to God and we'll be able to pull in and ride above the storms as long as we stay beneath God's wing of love. Amen.